0: welcome to blhq i'm stella chu and i'm jenny belly and we're two big don may fans and this is season two of our weekly podcast where we talk about scum villain self-saving system written by mxtx we'll be deep diving into each chapter discussing the story and our overall impressions so beware there's going to be a lot of fangirling ahead and if you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can get unedited recordings and bonus episodes. Or you can follow us for free on Twitter at BLHQ Podcast. And a recap of last week's episode, Lo bing
1: tries some new techniques that he's learned from reading The Regret of Chunshan in a new series called The Song of bing A pot of wine is involved. <laughs> a few weeks later, the disciples chase shen and Lo Bing-he off the mountain. They decide to travel to Shuanghu City, where they run into Madame Mei-yin. Shen Qingqiu realizes that all her predictions came true. Then they go to Chen Manor to help remove an evil spirit. It turns out to be the Skinner demon whose spirit is rested after finding out that Shen Qingqiu is being bleeped by his own disciple.
0: That Skinner demon scene was so funny that the as soon as he, as he was yeah. like, ah, yes, the revenge is great. Goodbye. Yes, I can rest. It was so sudden. He came in for literally like two lines of dialogue and then he left. <laughs> so, so good, dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so now we're on chapter 31, 100 random questions on Luo Shen's affinity. One day, the system gives airplanes shooting towards the sky a mission to fill out a questionnaire. The questions are quite disturbing. But he has to farm some points, okay? He begs Senqingzhou to help him until he reluctantly agrees, bringing along Luo Binghe to help fill out the questions. Senqinghua asks the first question. Names? Luo Binghe replies, If you don't even know our names, why would you ask us anything? Next question. Ages? Senqingzhou doesn't know the precise age of his body. Wouldn't Senqinghua know better than him? Senqinghua writes down a random number. (laughs) Next question, <laughs> genders. Having received three idiotic questions right off the bat, Lo Bingha stops answering the questions. Shenqingzhou Cho says that they've been recategorized into the Danmei section. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> These are so silly. This whole chapter is actually really silly. Hmm. Shengqing
1: Jinghua silently crosses a line through the next 30 stupid questions and then finally asks a better question. What are their personalities? Shen Cho says that he's easy to get along with. Lo Bingha replies, Dunno. The next question, what are their partner's personalities? Shang-Ching Chou counts off crybaby, maiden-hearted, lovesick, sick Chuninbio, and clingy. Lobing her tears up from the hurtful words, but then he says, well, naturally, Shizun's personality is the best. Gentle and strong and considerate. Damn it, now Shen ching feels bad. He coughs and changes his answer. Actually, this child's personality isn't too bad. He has one good trait that is especially rare. He listens and does as he's asked. That's
0: enough in itself. Lobingha blushes. Ah, uh, the only redeeming trait of him is that he's obedient. That's hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything else is terrible. But oh my god, at least he listens to me sometimes. Sanchohua asks, "When and where did they meet?" Lobingha replies, "The first time I met Zedan was right after I passed Sancho Mountain's initiation trials." Ching-chou feels ill at ease. This is when Lobingha met the original Ching-chou, not him, and it wasn't a pleasant memory he waves his fan and says pass pass sentiuo asks what was your first impression of your partner lobingha says a lofty untouchable immortal sentingjo says a small bun <laughs> when asked what he likes about his partner lobingha says everything when asked what he hates about his partner lobingha says nothing Cho is moved <laughs> but lobingha finds these questions boring and says sitan these questions are ridiculous exactly what did we come here for? Then Shen Qinghua asks,
1: "How do you want your partner to address you?" Immediately Lobei's face goes red. Shen Qingchao has a bad feeling and he waves his hand, "Pass, pass, pass, pass." Shen Qinghua says, "He, he can't pass," and he urges Lobei to answer. Lobei glances at Shen Qingchao nervously and then he says, "I'd like to be addressed in the way married couples normally address each other." Shen Qinghua says, "Master Shen, did you hear that?" He wants you to address him like you're married. Husband, hubby, honey, you choose one. Shen Qingqiu says, you, shut up. Shen Qinghua asks a few more questions and then he says, where was your first date? Luo Ho replies, "Huanhua Palace Water Prison. Shen-, <laughs> Shen Qinghua and Shen Qingqiu are both shocked silent. That was a date? <laughs> Lo that Bing is hot. that was
0: a scene of torture. Literally. It was literally and was like, torture. And he literally thought that he
1: was going to be killed and he was scared of you. What the wow fuck? And you literally beat wow. him up. And he had to be covered by his cloak cuz he was
0: like his clothes were all torn up. Like oh my okay. god. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, <laughs> anyway, <it's- laughs> as Senjuwa asks more questions, he realizes that being with Lubinga is fucking exhausting. Every time Chou answers a question, Lobinghe becomes worried that he did something wrong, and Chou has to soothe him and mend his feelings. What a glass heart! Isn't Chou basically a kindergarten teacher taking care of a kid? The next question is When you're together, what makes your heart race the most? Lobinghe replies When he pats my head and gives me instructions. Also, when he scolds me and hits me. <laughs> Senqinghua writes down A hopeless masochist beyond cure. <laughs> the next few questions are degenerate shencing hua says are you the top or the bottom lobika is confused what does that mean shencingo pretends to not understand the question who knows what it means pass 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 <laughs> oh my Shen god
1: Qinghua asks where did you have your first time shencingchou is about to say my ridge but lobika interrupts loudly chingjing peak chingjing peak the bamboo house Lo Bing-he refuses to acknowledge that failure of a first time. Shang asks, how many times do you do it in a month? Shen Qing-cho thinks that this question is ridiculous. Who's bored enough to count something like that? Also, why have the questions been consistently moving in such a strange direction? Lo Bing-he replies, roughly speaking, once every three days. If Shusun is happy, sometimes he'll let me touch him only after two. Shang <laughs> is confused. The way that he wrote Lo her, he should be fine doing it every day for a month without break. Isn't this number low?
0: Well, you know, it's because they're <laughs> really yeah. bad at sex, so... Chen <laughs> ching Ch'o can only handle it so much. <laughs> yeah, his poor butthole. Oh. Uh... His... Unlubricated butthole. Because Lobinga has multiple wives, so of
1: course you can do it like every day. Yeah. Different partners. Judging yeah. Jing is just one person. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Although that doesn't really explain how um uh Wei Ying and Lanjan do it every
0: day. Like that's just you know <laughs> I I just think that Wei Ying probably just has like a self-lubricating butthole at this point. <laughs> He's just a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hoe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seng asks, where do you want to try doing it the most? Seng says, if we're doing it anyway, what does it matter where we do it? Then Lo Binghe says, Baizan Peak. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Lo Binghe adds, the Baizan Peak training grounds. Seng thinks, what the fuck? Seng asks, do you need a person's heart to have their body? Lo Binghe replies, without the heart, what use is the body? Sanjinhua is again disappointed. He wrote Lobingha to be a peerless stallion who pursued his desires. The number of women he's overcome has been in the double digits. Sanjinhua asks if your partner was overcome by a thug. What will you do? Sanjinchuo is speechless. Who would be stupid enough to do that to Lobingha? <laughs> so cute. Lobinghua casually
1: rolls up his sleeve. Well, I turn them into a human swine and throw them into the endless abyss. Then I think of some other methods by which to slowly punish and play with them for 10 years before finally killing them. Shang Qinghu asks, if a good friend asks to be intimate, would you agree? Luo says, I don't have such shameless friends. Shen Qingchou says, I also don't have such friends. Luo Binghe replies doubtfully, really? Liu Liu Shishu wouldn't wouldn't say that kind of thing? Shen Qingchou spits out his tea. Shen Qinghu calmly continues the next question. Do you think you're good at sex? What about your partner? Shen Cho lets out a dry laugh and Lo Bing-he looks like he'll cry. Seeing his sad expression, Shen Xingqiu angrily says to Shen Qinghua, Isn't it obvious that this is a sensitive topic? Pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just admitted that the sex was bad. I know. He
1: didn't even say it. Oh, he didn't even no. defend him. He just was like, No, we're going to keep going. And also, oh. if it's Binghe assuming that uh Binghe would have sex with Shenqing Cho and just like, <laughs> Shenqing Cho being like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> good fan fiction fuel. Yeah, honestly. Shenqing Hua asks, what's the best way to please your partner? Lobing Hua replies, not crying. Shenqing <laughs> 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 Hua notes, Shenqing Cho's standards are so low. Shenqing <laughs> Hua asks, how many times in one night? Shenqing Cho says, how many times? No. I- I mean, do people really make a point to count that? And finally, the last question What do you most want to say to your partner? Instead of answering, Senqing Cho waves his fan and says, We're done here, Bing Let's go home and eat. Lo Bing follows after him obediently. As he leaves, he kicks out the door, causing a gust of wind to blow in and scatter questionnaire papers everywhere. Unfortunately, because Senqing Cho didn't answer all the questions, the system deducted points from Senqiu Hua. <laughs> 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 Poor Shangqinghua. Wow, wow. Everyone
1: just bullies
0: him, including yep. the system.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a cute little like random chapter and very insightful. <laughs> yeah, very insightful. Very very insightful. It kind of reminds me of those like you know those really old like MySpace or like Facebook. They had those like big like one through a hundred questionnaire things, yes. and you just like fill it out. Like it was kind of like that. <laughs> like it was. This was written in the period of time when those were super popular Aww. online. So we are finally at the last chapter of Scumvalon, no. which is chapter 32, named Wedding. Yee, wedding! <laughs> Shan and Lo Binghe are wandering the human realm when Lo Binghe gets distracted by a wedding procession in front of a house. Shan Cho is curious about why Lo Binghe stopped to watch. Perhaps he senses an evil spirit? But there are no evil spirits. Only two maids in front of the house handing out candy to spread good fortune. Lobingha simply takes some candy and then leaves. But as they walk away, Lobingha fiddles with the wedding candies and keeps glancing back at the wedding procession. Finally, Jing-chou asks, "Is there something up with that residence?" Lobingha is startled. What does Shizen mean? Jing-chou replies, "If there was nothing up with it, why would you pay it so much attention? You don't even like candy."
0: Lobingha smiles and says, "It's nothing. Just sharing in the good fortune." Senqingzhou asks if Lo had never seen a wedding before. Lopingha replies, "It's not that I haven't seen it. I just never imagined that sort of thing could have anything to do with myself." Cho is shocked. Lopingha never imagined himself marrying a girl. But Lopingha is the protagonist of a stallion novel. His original version married over a hundred women. Of course, the current Lopingha would never do such a thing. But surely he dreamed about getting married when he was younger. But Lobingha insists, I truly never imagined it before. Cho notices he uses the word before and teases him. So you think such things have something to do with you now? But Lobingha doesn't reply. Oh,
1: poor innocent baby Lobingha never thought that anyone would love him.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, that's, <laughs> that's true. so sad. Oh my gosh. Oh, he, he wants to get married. He wants to get married. After that incident,
1: for some reason, Lo Bingha becomes even more energetic in the evenings. Shenqing hips and waist are suffering more than usual. They return to Sangcheng Mountain to visit the family, and Qi Qingqi says, Huh? Who is this? Isn't this the Qingjing Peak Lord? You're back again? A rare guest. She asks if he's brought back any, any gifts from the demon realm. Shan says that even if he did, no one would eat them, so he didn't bring anything. Suddenly, Lu Qinggu walks over and tosses something at him. He says, a short haired beast. It's edible. Shenqingqiu immediately tosses it back. I'm not eating it. I still have the one you gave me years back. It's grown enormous and it spends all day gnawing on the bamboo on Xinjing Peak. I don't want another.
0: Oh, he raised it. Giving him gifts. He raised it instead of killing it and eating it. That's so cute. (gasps) Oh,
1: now it's a big old monster in the peak.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. Normally, when Luchinga appears, Lobingha gets riled up and emits an icy aura. But today he's in a bit of a daze and not saying a word. Senchinchou finds this really strange. Everyone else also notices Lobingha's strange behavior, and Chi even pulls Senchinchou aside to ask him what's wrong with him. When they return to the bamboo house together, Lobingha is still acting strange. For example, when he walks into the house, Lobingha trips over the threshold and falls face first into the floor. <laughs> the disciples are all shocked. When did Lobingha get so clumsy? Shen Qingchou the disciples away and leaves to get a hot compress for Lobingha's forehead. When he returns, he sees that Lobingha has fallen to the floor again.
1: Bono. <laughs> oh, Shen Qingchou is worried and rushes over to help him up. But suddenly, Lobingha grabs his arm and says, "Shizen, marry yourself to me, won't you?" Shen Qingchou is silent. Lobingha quickly adds, "Shizen, if you don't want to marry yourself to me, I could also marry myself to you." Shen Qingchou is still silent. Lo Bing-he trembles. Shizen, are you willing to... to... marry me? Shen Qingchou still says nothing. Lobingha's eyes dim and he says in a hoarse voice, If Shizen is unwilling, I... I... Finally, Shen Qingchou says, Slow down. You... so... these past few days, you were acting so odd because you want to ask me this? Lobingha slowly nods twice. Shan Qingqiu can't seem to speak. So you're... pra prah... nods. This disciple is proposing to shizen
0: So cute! And so the cute. way he asks it is so, like, clumsy. I know, he's such a... just. He's so adorable. He's just so cute right now. I <laughs> want to squish his cheeks. He didn't even plan anything. It wasn't even no. like, Oh, let me go and, you know, with the sun sets and no. a picnic. No, 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 he's just like, I just fell on the ground and he's like, Will you marry me? Or I marry yeah. you... What a goofball. Anything
1: is fine. You, we can just I just want to get married to you. <laughs> so
0: cute. Senjing Cho is speechless again. He sits down and buries his face in his hands. This is absurd. Senjincho and Lobingha confirmed their relationship years ago. He never imagined that Lobingho would actually propose to him. How long was Lobingha practicing this? He must have been so nervous to be acting so strange and even tripping everywhere. He even stuttered. But Senjin Cho is terrified to realize that that actually he's a little happy. Lobingha is still nervous and says, "Sitan, if you don't want to, you don't need to answer my question. You, if you don't answer, I still understand what you mean. Please don't say it out loud. It doesn't matter. If you think it's too much trouble, you can ignore me. Just pretend I was making a joke. It's fine. Oh no, this is so
1: sad. Shen <laughs> 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 smacks him with his fan and says angrily, It's fine, my ass. Lobingha blinks at him, not understanding why he was hit. Qing-chou is furious. Is this anything to joke about? Lobingha whimpers, "I was wrong." Qing-chou says, "Of course you are wrong." And this master was just about to say yes. Lobingha is shocked. Shizen, what was that? Cho sighs and motions for Lobingha to fetch him the wine. When Lobingha brings it and pours him a cup of wine, Qing-chou pours another cup and motions for Lobingha to take it. Then, Shen Qingqiu winds his arm around Lo Binghe's. Lo Binghe's face begins to glow. Shizen, is this? His hands are shaking so much that he nearly drops his cut. Shen Qingqiu sighs, You thought you would definitely be rejected, didn't you?
0: Oh my god, they're getting married! They're getting married! This is the ritual! Yes. When Lo Binghe remains silent, Shen Qingqiu says, So you said you didn't want to hear the answer, because you thought you'd definitely be rejected. Lobingha looks into Sen Jin-cho's eyes and says that he was extremely anxious. He never even dreamed about getting married before. When he was young, he thought that no one would want a person like him or be willing to have him. And then later on, when he had Seden, he was still anxious that Seden might leave him at any time. He wanted to become stronger and better, but he never felt like he was enough, and he couldn't stop being afraid. Senjincho strokes Lobingha's head and says, "Oh, Bingha." Lobingha says. I still don't know what I should do now, said Jin Cho replies. Then just do what you want to. Ah, they're getting married <gasps> in yeah, their little bamboo house. all oh oh my gosh. gosh.
1: Yay. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. Four hours later, Shanjing Cho and Lobingha sit across from each other from the bed. Lobing has been very particular. He suddenly pulled out two sets of bridegroom robes from who knows where and begged Shanjing Cho to put them on right away. Then they went through the full proceedings, bowing to the heaven and earth, drinking from cross-cup wines, and retreating to the bridal chamber. Shen Qingchou thinks to himself, even if we put the wedding clothes on, won't we just take them off again later? <laughs> he wants to laugh, but he lets Lo Bing-he do as he pleases. He never imagined Lo Bing-he to be the traditional type and dreamed about getting married. Though Shen Qingchou wants to laugh, he is also overcome with affection and
0: he gets caught up in the moment. Lo he has already removed half his robes when he suddenly stares at senator Cho unmovingly. senator Cho asks, what's wrong? Lo he replies earnestly, Szen, you look really good in red. senator Cho coughs, embarrassed. Then he says, you also look very good in red. Suddenly, Lo <laughs> brings out a white silk sheet and spreads it over the bed. senator <laughs> Cho says wearily, what are you doing? Lobingha blushes and explains that this is a common tradition for newlywed couples. Cho is going to faint. How does this tradition apply to him? Lobingha quickly says, "This disciple swears he won't really let you bleed. I just want to go through every step of the ceremony like a real married couple." Oh, that's what the white sheet's for.
1: Yeah, such an outdated ceremony. But the idea is that when you are having sex with your wife for the first time, if she's a virgin, she will bleed. So that's it's the catch to make sure that your wife is bl- has blood right? <laughs> it's just so stupid because that doesn't always happen but like wow.
0: here we are <laughs> wow okay here's here's yeah. my evil plan what girls should do is get uh-huh. married during their period and then that way oh my god no stop. question <laughs> there's no question no one will 100%. be able to so much blood yeah in fact too much blood in fact so, so much blood everywhere yeah. <laughs> then you can just trick the person into thinking that this is the normal amount of blood that would happen <laughs> every single time yep Yep, so uh, outdated. What an outdated ceremony. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Shen Qingqiu blushes and wants to throw the sheet away, but when he sees Lobinghe's teary face, he helplessly says, But as you said, even if we lay it out, it won't be of any use. Lobinghe replies, But without this essential item and this essential step, how can it count as a wedding night? <laughs> Shen Qingqiu finally says, Fine, fine, fine. If you insist, just leave it. Lobingha immediately hugs him and says, "Shizen, you're so good to this disciple." And with that, he begins to undo Jing-chou's ropes. Though they've done it countless times, Jing-chou still feels nervous and embarrassed when they start. But as Lobingha opens up with his fingers, Jing-chou begins to relax. Finally, Lobingha lies him down and joins their bodies. And um, this next there's like pages. Of smut that follows, and I'm not including that. I'm just gonna let you guys can go read the individual <laughs> book. It's just a lot, there's so much. It was worse
0: than the previous episode. <laughs> Pages. <Yeah>. Pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Woo! Everyone should go read the books. Yep. In the end, Senjing Cho does end up oh bleeding. My God. <laughs> when Lobingha looks down and sees the dark red streak spreading on the white sheet, he stammers, uh, oh, Sitsen, I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't actually let you bleed, but I still but even though he's apologizing, Lobingha doesn't stop the movement of his hips. <laughs> Sen-Ching-Cho is getting fucked to death and back, and he doesn't even have the energy to look down at his lower half. Instead, Senjinchou mutters, "Don't call me Sen. It's too embarrassing to be called Siden in this situation." Lobingha says, "If I can't call you Siden, then what should I call you?" Sen-Ching-Cho sobs, "Anything you want. Anything." Slow down. Oh, uh, Bingha, slow down. Lobingha lifts Chen Cho's hips to plunge deeper and says, Okay, then, then, if you also call me something different, I'll slow down. Negotiating in the middle of... <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. Shen Xingqiu
1: cries, <laughs> Call you what? Lobingha stops moving and says bashfully, I... It's our wedding night, Shizen. You tell me. What should you be calling me? Shen Qingqiu shakes his head frantically and tears up. Lobingha is dismayed. Shizen, we've already come this far, and you. will you still not? Shen Qingqiu tells himself not to fall for Lobinghe's tears again. But then Lobinghe cries Just once. If Shizen is unwilling, do it just this once. I'll remember, and I won't push you to do it ever again after today. Is that still no good? Shen Qingqiu is suffering. His face is showered in lobing his tears, and his insides are being assaulted by lobing his pillar. In the end, Qingchou concedes. But only this one time. He sucks in a breath and says in a quiet voice, Husband. <laughs> That's
0: what he wanted to be called. He wanted to be called husband. Lobing his eyes immediately light up and his movements become faster in his happiness. Suzan, a little louder. I, I didn't hear you clearly. Senqing Cho feels like his organs are rolling in his stomach and he fully surrenders. He sobs out, husband, husband, I'm begging you, stop. I can't take it anymore. I really can't take it anymore. Hearing this, Loving picks Senqing Cho up entirely and sits him down on his lap. Blissfully, he calls out, Wife! <laughs> Senqing Cho clenches his entire body in despair. Holy fuck, shut up! Don't don't call me things at random. I literally love how Shichicho broke his character. He just starts cursing out of at him like "Holy fuck, shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> why he would he would never have said that. He only says that in his head. He never oh would have said that God.
1: out. loud. <laughs> so funny! I'm so
0: curious which version of wife he said. Is it tai tai or Lao Po? Oh, what's the difference? Um, I don't. There's like Lao Po feels a little more informal and Lao. Okay, means okay, okay. old. So I always feel like Lao Po is kind of this like. Like, hey, old lady. It's like they've yeah. been together for ta- a long time yeah. and it's like a
1: cute... Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. And Tai Tai is like slightly more formal.
1: Yes, yes. There's definitely a version of that in Korean too. There's like a super formal way of saying like, husband. And then there's uh, like, oh, hubby. Or, you know, like, oh, you. Yeah. Oh, darling. Yeah. 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 But Lo doesn't hear him and he happily says, "Shizen, you're the best. i always wanted you to call me that. Can you do it a few more times? He literally... Promise he was just gonna ask one time. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> already- <laughs> Shen <laughs> Qingchou <laughs> wraps his arms around Lobingha's neck and draws them closer together. He kisses Lobingha all over his face. Lobingha's eyes light up in joy, and he moves his lower half faster until finally Shen Qingchou lets out a cry of pleasure and pain. Lobingha loves this sound more than anything. He loves every sound that Shen Qingchou makes. Before Shen Qingchou falls asleep, Lobingha whispers into his ear, "Shizen, call me that again."
0: Aww. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. They're so cute. They're so cute. When Sejincho wakes up the next morning, the first thing he thinks is that he wants to smash himself to death. He lost his <laughs> entire life worth of face last night. He can't suffer another moment more embarrassing than that. Lobinghe is laying awake beside him, and when he sees that Sejincho is also awake, he swoops in for a kiss. Sejincho suspects that Lobingha didn't sleep at all last night and stayed up staring at him. <laughs> Lobingha gets out of bed and says that he'll go and make breakfast. Shen Jing-chou mutters something, and Lobingha asks, "What is it?" Cho's face goes very red, and he mumbles, "N nothing." Lobingha says, "Then I'll go make breakfast." He carefully covers Shen Jing-chou with a blanket and gets dressed. As Shen Jing-chou watches Lobingha's handsome
1: silhouette move about, he suddenly mumbles as if possessed, "Husband." Lobingha freezes in place and turns around slowly. Shizen, what did you just call me? Shen Qingqiu is tongue tied. This, this master, um, I, um, hmm. Literally, Shen Qingqiu just promised himself that he wouldn't do anything embarrassing ever again, and he embarrassed himself right away. There's really no excuse this time. He wasn't compelled by lobing his tears or pushed in the midst of passion. He just really wanted to try calling him that. But afterwards, he's so embarrassed that he wants to dig himself into a hole. In the end, Shen Qingchou gives up and lays back down and says, This master is hungry. Luo his <laughs> smiles and lays next to him. Shizen, I'm hungry too. Shen Qingchou says, If you're hungry, then go cook. But being a bit late to breakfast once in a while is no big deal. The end. So cute. Oh. So sweet. Oh my god. I, I like that we left off one like a really cute. No, it's, that was adorable. Yeah, so they cute. have a very
0: cute, wholesome relationship. Changing Shinjinjo is such it. a
1: sin that like, he just can't... He's just so embarrassed by everything lovey-dovey that he just can't make himself do any lovey-dovey things. Like, he's just too,
0: too <laughs> embarrassed. That's so funny. Oh. What a goofy, goofy couple. I know. Yeah, is <sighs> definitely not suave at all. He's just no! embarrassed. Oh, just
1: the blumbering, oh just awkward, super embarrassing, like... Just I don't know. I just I just imagine him like because he's like, but he looks like the part of like a badass. Like he's he looks very handsome, very suave. He has like a deep, velvety voice. But then when he like acts around Shen Chengchao, he just acts like a just a gum dummy, just like <laughs> just a like goofball. Yeah. Oh my god, so cute. Uh, oh my god. So what did you think about the series in general? Now that we have finished it,
0: dude, I love Scumville. Right? and I know that it is kind of. It's definitely young adult. It doesn't feel like yeah. a complex story or anything like that, but no. the character arcs are really interesting. Yeah. I really like how you, it's hard to predict sometimes what happened in the middle, especially oh my God, yes. where where Senxin Cho was going to end up in this whole thing. Like you know, you knew that somehow they're going to end up together because it's May. Yeah. But it was hard to predict exactly how because really loving her the potential for him to become like this blackened protagonist yeah, was very, very running. high. And Shen Cho kept like being afraid of
1: him and running away. I was the most shocked in this series when Shen Cho blew, blew himself up and then everyone's like, oh yeah, he's dead. I'm like, yeah. what? The main character just killed himself? Like, that's, what? <laughs> that
0: I was agree. Such a I did not twist. see that coming. Yeah, yeah. But like Huge my most twist. exciting
1: moments were during the misunderstandings. Because like as a reader, it's obvious that Wu Binghe is interested in Shen Xingqiu, but because it's Shen Xingqiu's point of view he like completely takes it the wrong way so like all those times when they first reunited and Lobing is like chasing after him it's like obviously that he's like obsessed with him and jealous that he's like talking to other people but like Shen doesn't see it like those are the most exciting moments for me
0: <laughs> yes my favorite is the water prison oh my god such a good sure. scene for sure okay such a good scene okay like the entirety of the water prison because that is when Senjin Cho really thinks that this is the end he's going to die here yeah and in the end he's like being wife plotted and like getting his clothes torn up (laughs) so funny oh my god dude when as soon as the shibari started happening I was like I went to AO3 and looked for fanfics I'm like let's go let's go let's go. that was such
1: a good that was such good like fanfiction like um what's the word like food like
0: yeah (laughs) fuel fuel fuel.
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh.
0: yeah. Some of my favorite fanfics are definitely from Scumbag Villain. They're so good.
1: I love the ones though that are from Shenjo's point of view or like original exactly. Shenqingzhou. Those are so good. Those are my yes, favorite.
0: Yes, I love how Shenjo suffers and never gets what Shenzhou he wants, to wants the the till the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you guys like Shenjo, then you should definitely check out oh, Urha. For sure, it's. Dumb Husky and his White Catch sits in. It's also published by Seven Seas Entertainment. It is very dark. It is extremely rated R. There's going to be a lot of trigger warnings there. But I get this feeling that the writer for Dumb Husky and his White Catch sits in, which her her name is um, Meat Bun was very inspired by Scum Villain because oh, there's yeah. so many parallels between all of the characters and their archetypes and, and like the progression of the story. Yeah. They're ugh,
1: such a such a good series.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm really yeah. I think after Modazushi you might
1: I'm not sure if we should start that one because it's unfinished with the translation or if we should try doing like uh-huh. Word of Honor or something like that. But I don't know. We'll we'll think about it after Modazushi is done. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. for later. I would
0: love to also get into one that I haven't read like Shang. Cheng I was thinking po, about that too. It's called.
1: Yeah, maybe we should do one that's like completed um and that's also one that we haven't mm. read yet so that when we we are equally surprised yeah. by what's the twists that are happening. I would love I that. Kind of fun. I would absolutely. Okay. Like that. Okay, dope. Then let's um let's think about that like afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, um yay i'm glad um that we finished this series i was really excited to do this one and it's an underrated one so i hope that our episodes kind of like bring it more into the spotlight and more people are getting getting into the series um so that you guys can make more fan fiction for me to consume (laughs) yes yes please (laughs) um but yeah please let us know your thoughts um in what's the best way the the patreon
0: yeah, Patreon. Also, like, on Spotify, there are there is a question and answer section. We don't oh, check cool. it very often, but maybe we should start do- including that into the podcast.
1: Okay. Oh, We can absolutely. do that
0: starting with the um, modaozushi yeah, uh, season. Season three, when we get to season mm-hmm. three. We'll- we can oh. start reading comments from that section. Cool. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. And we can, um maybe we should add in a little excerpt in the front of the top of the um, show, being like, oh, if you want to leave us a comment, please <gasps> yeah. do so at. Blah blah blah, so that they know to they're able to do that because I didn't know people could do that. Yeah, well, because we're probably gonna change not easy to get to. It's really really
0: hard to get to. It is not at the forefront. Like I don't even think fans can find it and read it. Maybe we
1: should make a a a shortly URL for it. Sure, that'd be cool. That way people can just get to it. Like BLHQ questions or something.
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ask, Ask BLHQ. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They could also just tweet at us. I would love if you guys oh, tweeted tweet at us. Oh, just tweet at us. Yeah. I feel like people are shy to tweet at people because it's
1: like, you know, I always, nerv- I always get nervous. I always get kind of shy when I tweet at people.
0: Oh, I agree. I. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Okay. You're right.
1: It's kind, <laughs> of, it's kind of embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I get it. Uh, or, or, you know what? Do you want to just like drop our email so people can just send us emails directly? Oh, my God.
0: No? No.
1: Just kidding. Never mind. Because
0: I'm also terrible at sending email and reading email. I doubt anyone else is. Okay. Just maybe we'll figure (laughs) out the questionnaire thing then. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, anyways, uh, definitely if you leave us a comment
1: on Patreon, we'll definitely see those because we check those um, every week. Yeah. Um, but yay! I'm
0: so happy we're done with the series. Should we talk about our fanfiction? Absolutely. I have one this week that I just finished this morning, and I love it so oh, nice. much. It's so sweet. Okay. It is called For You With Love by Lucky Lok, and okay. it is a Mobi Mobijun fic from Scumbilin. Love Love It's really cute. Um, It's pretty short. It's only like 13,000 words. So it's about Sanxinghua Mobi Mobijun keeps... Giving San Ching Hua betrothal gifts by accident. Like Mobijin mm. gives Sen Qinghua this beautiful white pelt from this very rare animal. And San looks at it and in his head he's like, This is what people usually give as a betrothal gift, like Uh-oh. this specific animal. <laughs> it's like a very rare animal and it represents like something. And Mobi Jun's like, here, you're pretty cold, right? Take this. And san <laughs> like, um, I don't think I should take this. It's kind <laughs> of important. And Moby like, but you're cold all the time, so just take it. He's like, oh, Aww. okay. Uh, so yeah, he's Moby has been giving him all these gifts. The first gift he gave him was this beautiful silver necklace with a blue sapphire um gem. Bro. And why that- is Shang so stupid? <laughs> oh my god. So well, no, the thing is that's both of them are stupid, right? So the thing is this blue sapphire is mm-hmm. a Ice sapphire, and it is very special to the Moby clan, and they specifically only give those sapphires to people that they want to like marry. Right? It's a betrothal mm-hmm. gift. It's a courting gift. And Mobi Jin was like, "Oh, I found this in my like family's vault. So take it." And he, essentially was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're friends, <laughs> right? So why don't you just take this? It looks, it will look good on you." And was like, "Thank you so much." And he puts it on, and he goes. And researches later on about because he's just reading books and he finds out that like this this book with like tiny little texts that are all about betrothal gifts. And he's like, wait, these at- ice sapphires is a betrothal gift. What the fuck? And he realizes for like the next few weeks, Moby Jung keeps giving him these gifts that are um. betrothal gifts. They're all marked as betrothal gifts within the fine print of this like fucking right. book about the Moby clan. And Senshi is just trying his best to let Moby Jin down and say hey maybe you shouldn't give it to me I don't really need it and Moby like, Jin's like we're friends right you should take it um and Aww. so what one day like he goes to hang out with and being like bro what do I do and he's like well I mean it's not that bad you're getting all these nice gifts yeah um just and accept them. <laughs> yeah just accept them and was like yeah but he doesn't like me, he's not trying to marry me. Like, I don't understand like why I should accept these gifts. This is wrong. And Moby Jin like, comes back with Loving her. and it's so cute because they had gone shopping or they went hunting or something like that. Oh. And like, Moby Jin had brought him back this giant deer that was. Like the pelt is really nice. And Sanjuha's like, Ooh, that wouldn't make a good rug. <laughs> <laughs> and Moby just like, Yeah, I'm gonna cook this for you because you've been wanting more human meat, not like not no, human eating meat, not like demon food and stuff Also, right, right. Uh, like when we do like cooks for him and stuff and, and every week he's like getting Aww. better and better and and then what we just like hey do you want to go to this mid-autumn festival together in the human realm and said so he was like oh my god that sounds so fun and what we just Aww. like yeah, we can go to festivals anytime you want like just like saying yes and it's so Aww. cute their dialogue is so cute like it's not like the it. um aggressive misunderstanding yelling at each other it is literally just so adorable and romantic and so oh, they go so cute. on this I love that. Yeah, and this, so they go on this date, like legitimate date to this mid autumn festival and they just like the author describes all of the really cute things that they do. Like they try all the food at the different stalls. They make fun of bad art together. They buy these like really fancy things. Like they bought this um, one calligraphy set that d- won't run out of ink. So basically it's a pen. <laughs> right. <It's laughs> and, a pen. and he's like, Oh, let me try it out. So he writes Moby Jun on his palm. And then uh-huh. Moby Jun writes San Shihua on his palm. Oh my God. So they have matching that is so cute. Little like temporary tattoos on their hands. They're so fucking cute. <laughs> They're so cute. And so this, finally. This is making me laugh. Like Oh my grin. God it's so like, I'm cute so, it makes me happy i want to read So <laughs> they go cute. and they look at the uh, lanterns that are floating into the sky and it's like so sweet and they're sitting next to each other and leaning against each other and senju hua realizes in that moment like i actually really love Moby jin oh, of course and i don't want to stop receiving gifts from him i want to like actually maybe be with him but he's never gonna feel about me like that it's oh, fine No. And so he's kind of sad and then Moby jin's like what are you thinking and was like, we should just go. Let's go back to the inn. Aww. I'm tired. And Jin's like, okay, but I have one more gift for you. And was like, what? You can't keep giving me gifts. Like, I already told you. Like, I don't want any more gifts. Mm-hmm. Jin's like, well, maybe you might accept this gift. And it's like, he pulls out this, like, little bag. And was like, oh, no. It's like another, it's probably another fucking accidental betrothal gift. Right. And he gets really mad. He stands up. He's like, you know what? I don't want it at all. Like, don't oh. give me this gift. because. Oh. Because I don't want it. And Mobijin's like, w- mu- mu- w- wh- why? Like, Why won't you take it? Like, we're <laughs> friends, right? And Senchu-pa's like, that's exactly the problem. Like, you don't give your friends gifts like this. Uh, and it's not fair to me. So I'm just going to leave. And just like, wait, no, don't leave. Just open the present. <laughs> and Senchu-pa's like, I can't open the present. Because all it makes me want is to marry you and love you. Because these are all patrullal gifts. And Mobijun's like, wait, what? <laughs> and so Sang was <laughs> like, yeah, I love you, and you've been trying to propose to me, but you're not proposing to me, you're, right? Like, accidentally proposing to me. And like, okay, open the gift. And so finally Sang opens the gift, and it's this beautiful comb that's with the Mobi Clan, um seal. Like, it it looks in the shape of the MobiClan seal, and it's made of all those ice sapphires. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it's literally, like, the epitome of a courting gift because uh-huh. it has the Moby seal on it. And senju was like, uh, this is a betrothal gift. And Moby-Jun's like, exactly, <laughs> it is uh-huh. a patrol gift. And he's like, you've been trying to propose to me, like, a whole bunch. And Moby-Jun's like, what? I have? He's like, yeah, like, literally ever since you gave me the ice sapphires and all of these other, like, pelts and all these, like, this tea set and stuff. And Moby-Jun's like, oh, whoops. Uh, I mean, this is, like, the first time I'm actually trying to propose to you. I didn't realize I was giving you patrol the Bro. gifts before. And this kind of messes up the surprise. And was like, yeah, but I'm happy now. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, so they're like, Aww. oh, it's so cute. They it's kiss and so everything. Cute. And so they like uh, travel back to the palace and he's like, uh, <laughs> moby of course, is a demon, so he wants to do it right away. And Hua is like, do you even know how to do it? And moby Jin's like, I mean... How hard descri- could it be? Yeah, <laughs> Loping had described it to me. He taught me. And seju knows that they have bad sex. Like, he yeah. knows. And so he's like, okay, no, 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 stop. I'm going to teach you how to do this. Because... Oh. Jun knows that Hua writes smut he writes like fiction all the time right, he's always right. like asking him like hey what do you think about this novel idea what do you think about this novel idea and so Mobijun's like okay because like they both know that each other are virgins but like Hua just has experience and knowledge and so this <laughs> is the, proceeds to have like the cutest little sex scene that's like more realistic than any other sex scene I've read Adore, uh, honestly right. but yeah it was like so cute time. and uh. also there's this one thing Jin says okay guys this is this is explicit Mobijun's okay. like you taste terrible i am never oh. putting that thing in my mouth again <laughs> uh, yeah
1: that's so funny <laughs> oh that my god so funny. and i was
0: like that's yes give so me realistic sex oh, oh my so god funny. oh my
1: god yeah oh my god so 10 10. cute
0: <laughs> yes this whole story made me giggle and and laugh it was so sweet 10 out of 10 okay. so great i'm gonna read it that's so cute <laughs>
1: Um, the fanfic i recommend um next is also very very wholesome and cute um so it's part of a series there's two parts in it and it's called um the first one is called the necromancer's apprentice and it's written by cause Lyons and scotty seven scotty seven is the fanfic author that i've been like reading through (laughs) so i read this one a while ago so i might get the plot mixed up but i remember from when i was reading it it's modern with magic it's very whimsical you know it's like one of those magic stories that where like magic the care the, the magic happens because it does like the magic has its own mind like the magic okay. has its own it's its own character Ooh, you know what i mean so um uh this is set in shui yang's point of view and shui if you don't are not familiar with marazushi is like kind of like the antagonist he's like an evil person he's like a mass murderer and in this universe he is just like an orphan um, he's just an angry teenager you know he's just like you know mad at the world mad at himself he doesn't like he just does terrible things because he doesn't know any better um and there's a, a rumor of like a haunted house on this on this hill and he goes up there in the middle of the night to like break into it to like snoop around because he's just like, a, sh- a shitty teenager and um he runs into Wei Ying who is actually a ne- necromancer and also living in the house is Wen Ning, a zombie, and Wen Qing, who is a witch. And so they are like people with actual magic who live in this magical house that pe- most people like disregard because they are normal. They don't have like a sense. But Shreyong turns out to have some sort of magical ability. And when Wei Ying finds him, at first, he's like, get the fuck out of my house, you stupid kid. Like, what are you? You're just a baby. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing in here? Um, and everyone in this series are kind of a little bit feral. Like Wei Ying is sort of like an, a, a raccoon, a sleep pipe raccoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like Wen Qing is just like kind of like a mother hen who has like an herb garden because she's like a witch and she's like always baking. And Wending is kind of like the only normal one, but except he's like a zombie and he's like undead. And sometimes Wei- uh, Wei Ying uses him for like his like necromancy experiments. <laughs> um, so they're just kind of like a kooky family. And Shuang is like angry and like hates them, but he also is like, "Whoa, fucking magic exists! Like that's so cool. Teach me your magic. I'm gonna be your apprentice." And Wei Ying is like, "No, get the fuck. You're you're a child. Get get the hell out of here. Go back home." And he's like, "I don't have a home." And he like is angry, and he's like about to leave. But Wenqing stops him. He's like, "No, you have a duty. You're a master necromancer, and you found a child who has necromancy abilities. So now you have to take him as an apprentice." And so it's sort of like a found family fic where this this family of just kooky magic people, magical people, adopts this kind of like angry feral teenager that also adopts (laughs) them. So it's it's so so cute, and um, it's really short. There's like a hiccup in the middle where when Wei Ying is talking with his brother through his magical mirror and um, his brother is like angry with him he's like when are you gonna stop living with those st- stupid people and come back to our family and Wei Ying is like it's none of your business and then the brother is like well I heard you adopted some stupid child And he's like and Wei Ying just says well he- he's nothing don't worry about him he's gonna leave on his own soon anyway and Wei Yang overhears this conversation and it like shatters all the stability that he thought that he had with this family because he thinks that Wang doesn't want him and he wants to like does is, is only just kind of like um like what's the word like putting up with him instead of like mm-hmm. actually wanting him around and so Shui Yang decides to run away back to um he runs away to a graveyard which his parents are buried in and he has no memory of his parents it's just just that he that that's that's where they're buried um, and he tries to like bring them back to life because he's just so lonely he wants like Aww. just like just this, at least have his like undead parents who at least must love him because they gave birth to him right so he tries to like bring them back to life with his like little necromancy powers that he has and a stolen book for, that he took from weighing except he accidentally ends up summoning like the god of death and it's like the god of death is like trying to like take his soul and Ugh. and like like kill him and then weighing and wenching and Wenning come in and like save his life and then the misunderstanding gets cleared like no I just said that to like get my brother off my back we do want you here like why would you think that like but they never like get mad at him for stealing or running away or trying like doing anything dangerous they just accept him and they just like bake him some ki- cookies give him like a warm blanket watch tv with him until he's like ready to talk about it it's just it's just so wholesome Aww. it's so therapeutic and it's like this is how a family should be like they all have their problems and there's a lot of misunderstandings but in the end they like they just understand each other and they yeah. care about each other and they just like let people be who they are but still accept them you know what i mean like That's they're so just sweet. craziness but they accept all the craziness it's so cute it's so wholesome oh my god mm. uh, and then like part two of the series is when um more of the Wen family come to live, like Granny Wen and um, Aiyuan, they can start living with the family. And um, Wei Ying is more, uh, uh, no, Shui Yang is more of like, an um, he's like graduating from high school and he's becoming more of an established magician or necromancer. Um, except there's a problem when uh, Nian Mingjue suddenly gets cursed and he is his body is like put into a state of death. Um, mm. And so Lan Huan, who is like dating him, is like, devastated and is like is um is trying to find weighing to like help him break the curse because weighing is like a ne- uh the most established necromancer um that they know so Lan Zhan gets involved and long is coming to like ask weighing for help but shueng can see that weighing is like obsessed weighing is like like suddenly acting different like he's acting like a love struck fool he's acting like all plumbery and like shy and shwaying is like mad he's like this guy is coming here to steal my my dad <laughs> like <laughs> he's like get this fucker away from me so like, what is what is he with his white clothes and his rules and his austere face like what the, get get out of here <laughs> but like weighing like wants him around it's just, like so freaking cute like he's just like super overprotective of his like father figure Aww. and like yeah and then they shwaying and weighing have to work together to get um uh, Jay's, um soul back from the world of the dead it's it's so cute it's so whimsical and like magical it's so it's so fun love it I, I love anything like modern with magic so this definitely is a fun read
0: <laughs> awesome that sounds cute yeah I wanted to listen to that yeah I'll yeah read for it. sure <laughs> yay Aww. okay so this is a part where we talk about our patreon and we'd like to thank our student here at- mm-hmm. so thank you to Nutella Chu thank you Mango Steens. Thank you, Owl. Thank you, Faceboy23. Thank you, Kita.
1: Thank you, Little Princess Shy. Thank you, Dumb Hummus and his white charter, Chizen. And thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for being our top tier patrons. We really can get the show done without you. We really, really appreciate your big support.
0: You guys are awesome. And uh, do we have a quote for this week?
1: And as Bing has said, Chizen, marry yourself to me, won't you?
0: But if you don't want to marry yourself to me, I could also marry myself to you. <laughs> They're so cute. So cute. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode was edited by Stella Chu.
1: The script notes were written by Jenny Belly and the intro song was composed by official Yi Music.